If you get disconnected, reconnect. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Russ Winter. He operates the Winter Watch website, and he comes to us from Czechoslovakia. He's having technical problems. He just dropped off again. However, I will just keep continuing with this in conversation. I uh, did an interview with Philip Fairbanks. Uh, Philip Fairbanks and I have done a couple interviews. Our original one was about his book, Politics of Pedophilia. And we talked about mind control. He was knowledgeable about that. So I was talking to him. Yeah, you keep dropping off. Keep your mic attached and don't let it fall out of the, of the uh, computer. Anyway, so I was talking to Philip Fairbanks. I did some of my own research and I came across Winter Watch. And uh, Russ Winter has done a number of articles about a lot of subject. I learned a lot from him. And so I invited him on. And I've, I've come across some of his stuff. He's done some smiley face killer phenomenon type research. And so I know he's talked about that, but uh, we're going to go into some of the kind of darker aspects of the original mind control programs and some of these characters. And you can see on YouTube, you can see the Winter Watch website. And uh, one of these interesting figures was William Joseph Bryan. He keeps popping in and out. Um, anyway, welcome to everybody. I hope you all had a great Christmas and a great holiday. And... Uh, so this is probably going to be a very interesting interview considering uh, he keeps popping in and out. But one of the interesting people who I came across is you, you keep popping in and out. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I, I, I've, it, it just goes off. It just basically unmutes. Oh. I'm not doing it. Just, it, it the, okay. Well, you, it's either something wrong with your microphone or something. It's, it's something to do with your hardware. Your hardware yeah. is either losing connection, your shaking up the computer or something because then it loses the connection yeah i'm trying not to touch it okay yep, okay so anyway one of these articles that i went in that is yours russ is this one titled william joseph bryan sirhan's handler and setup maestro extraordinaire it's still an important uh subject because sirhan sirhan is you know i think either coming okay there he just goes again sirhan sirhan is still uh he's still coming up i think for parole but uh yeah, so it's really fascinating. This guy, William Joseph Bryan, was. So we talked about Jolly and West in the last interview when I was talking with Phil Fairbanks. But um, this other William Joseph Bryan was somebody who I mentioned, but I couldn't remember his name in the last interview. But he's an interesting character. And he, he was one of the other kind of guys tinkering around with the brain. And on Russ's website, you can see... He was born in 1926 and 1977. And, and Russ's website is winterwatch.net. So you can see all this. He actually does actual real journalism. So you can see all of his articles and all of the stuff that he's put on, not just about my control subject, but other kind of parapolitical topics and things like that. So I recommend people check this out. But this guy, William Joseph Bryan, was something else because he founded the American Institute of Hypnosis. He was the great-grandson of William Jennings Bryant. Can you talk a little bit about uh, William Joseph Bryan, Russ? Well, he's a uh, Johnny on the spot everywhere. He's uh, I consider him the unsung heavyweight operative in the annual annuals of this mind control. He's a mad genius. The guy lived large. You're hearing me okay? Yep. Keep talking. You just look. Okay, what good. you need to do, Russ, uh, some of the, is look at uh, your screen. Look at your screen, and if it says the devices aren't connected, 
or you get kicked out, that means something went wrong with the with the. I'm, the problem is, I'm kind of going off of my I'm kind of going off of my article a little bit, so I can kind of you know uh, just rehash some of the stuff. Part. So but I can't really multitask. Just tell me if I'm off, and then I can go back. That's all. I can't I can tell you if you're off because I can't tell you if you're off because you'll be off. Okay, so I'm just gonna have to yeah. keep. So you have to look at the box out. on your side. And if it says you're not connected, that means you, you fell off. Yeah, it doesn't say I'm not connected. It just unmutes on me. That's what's that's what's happening uh, right now. It looks like it's good. We're good. Maybe it's gonna. Maybe we're gonna get through. Okay, so uh, he. The, the thing the thing about Brian, he just shows up everywhere. Uh, the guy is a. Just Johnny on the spot to. All kinds of incidents. He's he didn't fare, fare too well in private practice. He set up a, a hypnotherapy office on Sunset Strip in Hollywood, and uses uses it to uh, put on symposiums such as successful treatments of sexual disorders. So he's kind of a perv and a freak. And he's he's quoted as saying, "I enjoy variety. And I like to get to know people on a deep emotional level. And one way to get to know people is through intercourse." So he's engaged in malpractice. So the California Board of Medical Examiners found him guilty of unprofessional conduct. But that's actually kind of a qualification for where he's going next, which is, I would say, kind of deep state intel operations, because they they loved him. Uh, he was found dead in 77 in a, in a Las Vegas hotel room. And what he would, he had two Beverly Hill call girls that he claimed to have known Brian intimately and, and they spoke out and they said they'd been servicing him for four years and they were present at the same time and that he, that he was deeply depressed. He was strung out on drugs, but he was a talker. Uh, and so he, they asked him to, they titillated his enormous ego, trying to get him to talk about all the famous people he's hypnotized. And if by road, he just went through the role of deprogramming Albert DeSalvo. Albert DeSalvo actually did, looks like he's turned out to be the Boston Strangler, but he was he, he boasted that he had hypnotized Sirhan Sirhan. Uh, the girls didn't sense anything unusual in the Sirhan angle, but for, but for Brian told him many times that he worked for the LAPD on murder cases, but there's no official record of that. Uh, but he was, on, he was on the scene of the police after the hit on RFK Jr. And then one of the girls thought Brian mentioned James Earl Ray. Uh, it just goes on and on. Sirhan Sirhan, he, he he was a uh, – there's also claims that Brian hypnotized and programmed would-be assassin Arthur Brenner to kill George Wallace. Right. And there's just a lot of very, very strange stories. Uh, and I think you wrote that Bremer's brother worked at the same – Horse track as Sir Hunter, right. right? So there's yeah, I mean, there's some incredible. kind of a, there's some kind of a tie in there. So he looks like the guy that I mean, I think clearly Sir Hunter had a handler and was programmed. Yeah, they and, called that his supposed handler's name was supposedly Radio Man. So right. he would he would on some radio. So they never really knew his name. But that's the same thing with uh, the guy who supposedly shot MLK. Is he had his name? It was Raul. They never found that guy. Right, so he 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 uh, he was uh, a close associate of uh, of uh, David Ferry, the JFK plot, and he taught Ferry hypnosis. <laughs> and right, 
And, and Brian, like Ferry, was a member of what's called the Old Catholic Church. And I don't really have you have you looked into that? Yes, I'm familiar with that because uh, it was the guy who wrote Sinister Forces talked about that in his Sinister Forces trilogy, Peter Lavenda. So I am familiar about this weird order. But it's weird that Brian ties into that because I didn't know that Brian ties into fairy and all these characters. Yeah, that's in the book Secret Order by uh, Hal Bar Barley. The citation is page yeah, Alba Reller. Yeah, Alba Reller. Yeah, Alba, page he just passed away. Um, yeah, he just passed away, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot there. And Brian, one of the things that I learned from your article is that he was a technical advisor for the Manchurian candidate, which you can see a picture of right there on, if you're watching on YouTube, um, you can see the picture, the kind of infamous picture, the, one of the greatest scenes, introductory scenes uh, in, uh, in, in cinematic history, in my opinion, is the whole, you know, mind control element. But uh, yeah, it was shocking. I didn't know that he was, uh, I didn't know that he was a technical advisor until your article. So, Yeah, he's, he, he wrote, he wrote a book called The Chosen Ones, The Art of Jury Selection, basically how to use hypnosis on jury members to win cases. I mean, these are just what I say in my article. We're not in Kansas anymore. Right. Then he's got a, on the cover of the book. He's got a picture of a naked man and woman, which kind of throws back to his personality. I mean, the guy's kind of a swinger, actually, uh, swinger mentality. And yeah, let me a, see if I can pull that up on the screen. Let's see if I can do this. So, if you're watching on YouTube, you can go to winterwatch.net, or but you can see here he is a naked. He was a swinger, but I mean, I think that. He got busted for having inappropriate things with his clients, but I think that he was known. And another story I heard is that he would be around um, the Sunset Strip area and hypnotize people at bars, uh, women that he liked, and abuse them and put them in altered states. That's that was yeah, and that would that's not going to stop him in his career. What he was doing, which is a setup guy. Yeah, that probably so, was just a learning ex experience for him. Yeah. So the. Uh, you know the the kind of the my kind of in my show notes I have that the, what's what happens with these guys is there's a lot of backstories and slides and you you were talking about it in your other interview I believe that was with Franklin is his name yeah no it's uh, uh, Philip Fairbanks Philip. Fairbanks I'm sorry uh, so what they what they do is they'll, they'll do like slides or acknowledge minor skullduggery the stuff kind of comes out but the the thing that's really changed this whole dynamic of mind control is uh, President Reagan wrote, promulgated executive order 12333 on December 4th, 81, entitled United States Intelligence Activities. And so everybody thinks it's always intel agency. agency. It's not. A lot of it is, is are these private contractors or private companies, literally. It's a free-for-all, especially since 9-11. And so the, the Executive order reads, agencies within the intelligence community are authorized to enter into contracts or arrangements for the provision of goods or services with private companies or institutions in the United States and need not reveal the sponsorship of such contracts or arrangements for authorized intelligence purposes. So that came out of the church hearings. They quickly set that up, which gave them go arounds. So now they can say, hey, you know, it's not really our operation. You know, right. Joe Smuck over here is doing this. It gives them deniable uh, possible deniability, right? Possible deniability. So you have the story of the Netflix uh, Frank Olson LSD story. 
that's a slide. That's just designed to get the public to think that, oh, yeah, they messed around with LSD. Uh, and by acknowledging it, then they kind of pretend like it all stopped there. Uh, the the church MK Ultra files, the way I understand it, were all destroyed by Director Helms except for one file. So the whole uh, basis of that investigation was really limited. Yeah, if and you believe a, they just, yeah, they, that's probably a lie too. I mean, I wouldn't trust the CIA to tell the truth about anything. That's me. Well, they got, yeah, they got, uh, they, you got this two years ago. You had the FBI release what's called the Finders file. I, I wrote a story up on that. I kind of analyzed the files, went through what was saying, and I would summarize it as essentially they're fessing up to child snatching for undetermined purposes. And that kind of comes out in that file. And I got a lot of reads on that. People were kind of excited about it. But the reality is that that's a side story because there are, there are literally millions of street urchins and orphans available worldwide for these activities. It, they don't have to they don't have to do a, you know, they don't have to snatch suburban kids. They can, they can get them anywhere in the world and they don't have to do it in the United States. So right, that's just like Epstein. Apparently he had a lot of kids coming from Haiti and Venezuela, super poor countries. Yeah, exactly. That's and you got, poor. you got Kosovo. So you got kids that are during that 90 period or full grown adults. Now you have Iraq, Haiti, Syria, Central America. These people can be slipped in and placed in the United States over decades. You got two million illegals a year. So the point I'm making is this is vast. This mind control stuff is vast. That's kind of uh, my premise. And you know, I I sent you the article on the assassins. Did you take a look at that? Yeah, I did. Can you talk about the assassin and how how that applies to today? <clears throat> well, the, the point I'm making here is that this, this is nothing new. It goes back. Uh, a thousand years to Syria and Persia and the assassins recruiting technique would be to procure children from among urchins, war booty, orphanage, and raise them from infancy to become absolutely obedient warriors. And you don't, you don't think that they can't do that today? Hell yes, they are. Oh, there's all kinds of secret programs in the military. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah. So the, I mean, the Ottoman Turks did the same thing. They would, uh, they would kidnap uh, white race generian soldiers from the Balkans and the Ukraine. So the same, the same exact as that template, you know, you got this Don Brown in his book, angels and demons used a, a character called a assassin as the Illuminati devoted church sect killer operative in the story. I, th I think right. that's a, that's predictive programming. Right. I mean, the, what the, what was the famous line? It's Hab, Habib al-Hassan was his name, right? And it was, nothing is true, everything is permitted. Yes. I think that was the famous line from back then. And what they would do, they kind of had the primitive kind of mind control. They would take people into what they called paradise, provide them with all earthly delights. And then that was before they went out to go kill people. So, yeah, and they did yeah. it. And they did it for two centuries. And they were kind of hired guns, mercenaries, and they... They weren't exactly pro-Muslim. They kind of, it's not exactly like they went went after the infidels. Instead, they were kind of redirected to go after the established uh, uh, leadership or the established order of the, the Muslim faith. So they were they were discordians. They were disruptive to the, the Muslim world. They may have been, a, they may have been some kind of a tool of Western, so-called Western intel as well. 
I think you wrote in your article that they did have successful hits on Crusader leadership, right? They had a couple of them that got killed. Right. Anybody that paid the price for their for their services, that's that's how they operated. So you know, I I don't know if you I'm sure you're familiar with the, the Kathy Griggs interview. Yes. I've, for a long time, I kind of thought that was flaky. I kind of thought, wow, what's this all about? This is really just a little too strange. But what she described is this rabbit hole. So if, if anybody wants to get a little a little background on that, I have an article from June 23rd, 2021, winterwatch.net, called The Ex-Wife of Highly Ranked Colonel Unveils the Deep State and Crime Syndicate. And it kind of describes the same thing. If these people are just friggin' brainwashed and mind-controlled and, and selected for, for you know, selected for certain characteristics, and we gotta read. We've gotta read this quote. We gotta read this quote from E. Howard Hunt. Please do. Okay, E. Howard Hunt. You know, obviously, important, most one of the most important intel operatives of this last century. Probably involved. You know, he he said he was on the bench with the JFK assassination, and he did the son, the book with his son. And here's what he said. He says. That, that was how, after the Korean War, I got involved in the CIA. I had been subjected to every known type of drug. The medical doctors connected with the agency found certain drugs worked well in conjunction with hypnosis, the hypnotic power of suggestion, with some subjects. It did with me. I speak with absolute certainty and knowledge and experience that this is not only possible, but did and is taking place today. I never understood why they selected me personally, there were any number of psychological or emotional factors involved in people's selection, antisocial behavior patterns, paranoid, rudiments of paranoia, and so on. But what, when they are successful with this programming, and for lack of a better term, indoctrination, they can take Joe Doe and get this man to kill George and Jane Smith. Then there is a mental block put on this mission in his mind. He remembers nothing about it. Perhaps a month or two later, rarely over a year, at least back in those days, the phone rings. A code word would be read to him in a voice that Joe Doe recognized. In other words, his handler. This would trigger the action. Joe Doe would commit the assassination, return home, and remember absolutely nothing of it. It's a totally blank space. Now, you could do a lot more than just assassinations. You, know, you could have a lot of sleepers out there just carrying out even minor function, you know, minor missions. You know, who, who needs the Freemasons when you have this? Right. I mean, and then you kind of take some of that past stuff all the way up to the, what is it, the uh, Batman Joker shooting that took place in Colorado. Can you talk about that guy and what do you think about that? Well, the, you got to, I would direct people to his psychiatric interview, which I located. And last time I checked, it was still up on YouTube. And I couldn't find it anyplace else. So keeping my fingers crossed that it's still going to last. And people just got to listen to that because he is so confused and so bewildered. And he, he even explained right there in court, I'm on, I'm on, I'm under mind control. Wow. And the guy has just disappeared. Where is the guy? Why is it necessary right. to hide these people the way they have? They've got him right. deep sick somewhere. But Nobody what's interesting done. about what was his name? Do you recall his name? The, the Batman, the Joker. Uh, Holmes. Yeah. Uh, Holmes. Yeah. James Holmes. There, there's an old. I think you included that video where he is in some type of, you know, neuro psychiatric 
line of inquiry. Like I think he studied neurobiology. He's very lucid at some point. Like he is yeah. talking like a, you know, uh, graduate level student. And then next thing you know, he's scrambled, bug-eyed. His sister says he just looked at me with his eyes popping out of his head. Like something happened to him. Yeah, and they find him out in his car drooling after after this incident. And who knows what this incident was? I mean, I have real questions about what even happened there. But bottom line, as far as he's concerned, he just happens to be found there uh, on the site. And I think he's a patsy. Well, isn't that exactly what happened to Sirhan Sirhan? He just That's like exactly was standing there. Yeah, yeah, didn't even move. Yeah. So. Yeah, the polka dot, the polka dot girl, and the co cup of coffee. Let's go have a cup of coffee, sir. Hand takes her down, takes him down, and she's kind of flirting with this girl. And then next thing you know, he's. They must have dropped something in his drink, and gave him the trigger word because they'd been. He had just disappeared for about three months. He does. Nobody even knows where he was. Who's Sir Hunt Sirhan? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so, a whole other story. Gosh. So the you know the other the other character is kind of builds on this, puts pieces together on it is George Estabrooks. Now he, he's one of the he's the ma he's the master of the mind control craft. Now, he estimated he's one of the granddaddies of it that five percent of, of all people were excellent hypnosis candidates. So programs at various level were pursued. They were looking for assassins. The use of patsies was a common theme. Uh, Oswald, the patsy, you know, who knows what kind of uh, mind control he might have been under. Jack Ruby, you, right. you know, you've got, you've got, you've got, you have Jolian West goes and works with Jack Ruby in in prison. Right, Jolian flat West. out, yeah, and Jolian West flat out said this guy is technically insane. Like he came out saying that he was insane and i covered that in the last interview with philip fairbanks but like the documents are incredible like how do you know that fast that this guy's totally insane like wow that's that because that's his job and he did the same right. thing with timothy mcveigh and and timothy mcveigh was clearly under some kind of a mind control some mind control so that's going it's been going on they pull these guys in uh the the patsies is a common theme. Infiltration of targeted governments and key position to control a country. I mean, what what a mess the United States is today. You you got some really very sketchy, strange people running the show. Where did they come from? A lot of them are foreigners. Interesting, yeah. You know, who's one putting that, them this in is, these positions? This is one from your article, George Estabrook, Sick Godfather of Hypnotic Mind Control. Quote, we know that dual, even multiple personality can be caused and cured by hypnotism. Moreover, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde combination is a very real one once it is established. The key to creating an effective spy or assassin rests in splitting a man's personality or creating a multiple personality with the aid of hypnotism. It is not science fiction. I have done it. Unquote. Right. Yeah, they're, look, they're looking for multiple personality disorder and what is now termed as dissociative identity disorder. And they have uh, root level programs to find these people, develop the subjects. They can also be created by by the therapist. They have all kinds of drugs they can use. They have isolation. They have abuse. I, you know, I, I think they may have been kind of in the early days. We could talk about Rudolf Hess and, and okay. that story. But in the early days, when you and Cameron was involved, a lot of right, this stuff is just 
Yeah, Ewan Cameron. A lot of stuff is just about abuse. So yeah, I'm kind of thinking maybe they've got some carrots and sticks going now. That maybe you're not quite as uh, severe on people, but the but the condition is created by trauma of so some sort. You know, and I'm not I'm not privy to the advancement in the technology. That's kind of hard to see. You have to kind of guess. You know what they're right. doing today. Right. The uh, but this Ewan Cameron was another bad guy. He was up in. Um... Quebec or, or in Canada somewhere, right? Where he was just mm -hmm. psychic. He called it psychically driving. He was literally trying to scrape people's brains free. I yeah, think there was just, a documentary, The Sleep Room or something. Sleep chamber. Well, this is back in like, like in 1943, 45, 46, that period in there. The things that people need to remember is that they, they were looking for the hard cases to wipe out. And they had all kinds of access prisoners uh -huh. and those people were used up they were used up by the soviet union they you know there was a there's a side in uh, romania called potest potesi where they took uh, romanian war veterans and legionnaires iron guard you know uh ant fierce anti-communist and just tortured them and abused them and uh, they kind of did that with rudolf hess as well, because they had a, a live one that they could experiment on. And so, uh, let me see if I can find this. All right, but he said, I think you wrote in your um, in your article that he like thought somebody was messing with them. He didn't. He had gaps in time and understanding, right? I forgot what it was like. Well, yeah, he couldn't remember anything. Right. And I, I've I mean, completely I kinda, lost he, my He was memory. actually writing letters to his wife. He wrote a very interesting le letter to. Yeah, let's see. Where is that? Uh, this guy you right see here. The, just you see the part where he's got a letter that goes out to. Yeah, I have the letter right here. Write, I've been uh, sitting here for literally several hours. Do you want me to read that? Yeah, because I'm having it. I'm trying to. Bring All right. Quote I've been sitting here for literally several hours right wondering what I could write you about, but I could get no further that I regret to say is for a very special reason. Since sooner or later you will notice it or find out about it, I may as well tell you I've completely lost my memory. The reason for it, I do not know. The doctor gave me a lengthy explanation, but I have meanwhile forgotten what it was. And he thought he was being drugged too, or being somebody was putting drugs in his food. Yeah, neurotoxins, and they probably were. I mean, it's funny because there's this big uh, meeting of psychiatrists going over his medical files, and they're all yucking it up and they're laughing. And I'm kind of going, "What are they? What are you laughing about? This guy actually experienced this. He's not mentally ill. He, this is what he experienced." And these frigging, these frigging psychiatrists in this meeting, you just got to listen to it. But they did give a lot of information about what what he was being subjected to, and he was and you and Cameron showed up, and his predecessor Reese, his name is Reese John Reese, big time Tavistock guy was working over Rudolf Hess. Now read the letter that he wrote to uh, uh, Oswald Mosley. That's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, see was, it? Uh, I've been in prison for four years now with lunatics and have been at the mercy of their torture without being able to inform anybody of this. But the worst were the doctors who employed their scientific knowledge for the most refined tortures. So, yeah, they probably were. Yeah, he said, he said they were. He said, he, he said they were Google. They had Google eyes, you know, like spectacles, and he, he thought they were Jews. Well, they probably were. What a night! You know, what a nightmare for a guy like that. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much in. There's just so much there, and you can watch the sleep room. I think there's a book called the sleep room, and all, all those people all sub got settlements. They all got financial settlements for the torture they got inflicted upon by Esther, uh, you and Cameron. And well, it's amazing. It's amazing to me that after they work over all these Axis prisoners, that he would have the the testicles to go up to Ontario and do this stuff on normal people. That's how right they were unwitting. Was. Right, yeah. they were unwitting. That, you know, after destroying the lives of these prisoners, which is totally unethical, what they did to these Axis prisoners, and they used a lot of them up. These guys just disappeared off, off the planet and at the hands of these uh, Reese and Ewan. So, oh, let's just take it up and try it on civil. Let's try that our psychic driving and just erase the minds of these civilians. Yeah, but, they were just they were just depressed or they're having trouble at home or something, and you just. This was the perfect okay. victim. Yeah. Now, total so, experimentation, total experimentation on people. Yeah, totally unethical. So there's, you know, there's the another another story called the Narut Narut Revelations, and there you have. Now let's a, talk about uh, that. Yeah, you have a um, commander. Uh, this is in '79. A Commander goes up to Stockholm to give, do a presentation. Lieutenant Commander Norat, a U.S. Navy psychologist stationed at, in Naples, the medical center, admitted to na a Navy program that created mind-controlled assassins. Norat made this apparent gaffe at a NATO conference for psychologists in Oslo, Oslo Norway. Yes, it was Oslo, not Stockholm. And there's a newspaper story that came out, and he said there's no shortage of enlisted men who could be studied, and the psych profiles and background are available on all subjects. Uh, afterward, a small group that included Peter Watson of the London Sunday Times, Narayat was even more candid. So, you know, they tried to they tried to disprove this guy and say, well, he was having some kind of psychological problems and gaslighted him, in other words. But he's talking about very real things that are going on. Right. And so they, the commandos, undercover operatives of, at U.S. embassies, uh, hitmen, assassins. He revealed the subjects are desensitized while being strapped into a chair with their heads immobilized and eyelids clamped open, kind of like uh, you know, right out of Clockwork Orange. Right. <laughs> and are forced to view, yeah, forced to view splatter flicks until they were totally callous towards uh, carnage. And that the, he said that the successful programming of these selected assassins, if you select them right, can happen in a few weeks. And so wow. that was that kind of came out in 79. Uh, candidates for assassination training were taken from submarine crews and paratroopers. Another another source were uh, soldiers that had been awarded for bravery. They sometimes took convicted murderers from military prisons, were excellent candidates. Uh, 
just a story that is out there. People can, you know, they try to deny it, but why would he go up into a big conference and start talking about this stuff? Right. It's just like Brian. They'd like to brag. They, yeah. they can't help themselves. Do you want to read that uh, yeah. quote from Daniel Sheehan of the Christic Institute? Uh, where is I can it? do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So this is Daniel Sheehan. He says, quote, We've talked to half a dozen individuals who've told a startlingly similar story about how, at a very young age, usually between 20 and 25, they were contacted, usually within the context of military training, and told, look, we've got a special deal for you. You're going to come into the service under the normal designation of being an infantryman, but you're going to leave the service after a while, and you're going to have special training, and you're going to be brought into a special program. They're sent to special places where they're trained by mercenaries, and then they're told, you're going to be called upon from time to time to do some things for us, unquote. And that is precisely what happened to Timothy McVeigh. That's just precisely what happened. He was given sort of a strange discharge from the military and was kind of laid in wait and given instructions to do certain things. So I don't know if they threw him under the bus or, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if they somehow get these guys out the back door, maybe before they're executed. I don't have no idea. That's a question I ha have on that. His execution was very strange. Very I've heard strange. that too. I remember hearing that. Yeah. So, I mean, didn't I mean, he tell his sister, go ahead. didn't McVeigh tell his sister that he was part of a secret program? No, absolutely. Yeah, he, he, he was talking. He was talking, you know, even in the 60 minute interview, he kind of gave some hints of things, but he, you know, he's, he called himself the good soldier. So he thought that he was on a mission and they were going to get him out of prison at some point. Right. And here's he, a picture from your website it includes John Tower, who ties into promise. He ties into Robert Maxwell. It's pretty incredible. Okay. Right there. If you see, if you see that on YouTube. Anyway, please you know, continue. I, well, I, I also kind of think they've extended this to uh, there's a breeding ground in California that you probably have come across. Atascadero, a, a have I pronounced that right? Atascadero, yeah. Uh, that's a cesspool, especially back in the 60s and 70s, because they, they would take these really dangerous criminals and just kind of release them. You know, people like William Bonin. Carol, Eddie, Cole, they, they would go in a Descadero, go into their little program. They really, and they had some strange guys in there too, including a, a, a one psychiatrist who was a serial killer himself. Wow. Which one was that? Do you remember his name? Oh, wasn't the, didn't it, DeFries came out of a Tascadero, right? Daniel DeFries came out the one up North. Uh, I'm oh, trying to remember the name. The one up by San Francisco. And of course, he, he got tied into Patty Hearst. And who shows up uh, dealing with Patty Hearst? Our old friend, uh, Jolly. Brian. Jolie again. Yeah. Jolie, yeah. Jolie showed up. But there was something going on in California during the 60s. Jollyan took a year off and came to hate Ashbury. There was the whole guy at Jonestown, Jim Jones, very suspect kind of connections. Symphony's Liberation Army, Jonestown, yeah. Yeah, Jonestown, all that stuff. There were all kinds of crazy, creepy uh, mind control elements. And, and a lot of these serial killers and criminals coming out of some of these uh, mental institutions, then they would be quick releases. And they, and they would go out and kill a lot of people within months after they're released. 
a lot of times they would release them and says these guys are fine. And one of them, Eddie Carol, Eddie Cole, constantly tried to get. I mean, I think he ended up killing twenty women. And all along the way, he was constantly trying to turn himself in and trying to go back into a mental hospital. Uh, he 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 tried to get caught, wow. and they wouldn't wouldn't do anything. They just ignored him. Finally, get finally shows up in Nevada and gets the, the last. Uh, Psychiatrist dealing with him says, "Well, we're just going to buy you a, a bus ticket back down to San Diego." And then, and then Der Carol Vine said, "At that point, went down to San Diego. He just decided not to restrain himself anymore." Bonin, it's B-O-N-I-N. Is that the guy? Bonin, B-O-N-I-N. That will mention the. I think that story will mention the psychiatrist. Yeah. Ted Kaczynski, there's a comment here from Fire Pixie. Ted Kaczynski was uh, in some kind of mind control program. Whitey Bulger was. A lot of these guys, so many of these people. Bulger was a serial killer who got subject, subjected to kind of like LSD psychic driving tests. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, again, Netflix even admits that uh, the Unibomb, Ted Kaczynski, was involved in that program up in uh, Harvard or wherever it was. And was and the, and named, you know, they named one of the the main hitters in these programs. Wow. So that that's an admission. <laughs> right. And I think you wrote in one of your articles, like it was a big program. There were like multiple, like 150 sub programs of MK Ultra. So they were tinkering with stuff. And this guy right here, William Harvey was another one. I mean, just incredible stuff. I think personally, I think some of the leaders are, are into this stuff too. I mean, Justin Trudeau to me looks like he's been heavily immersed in mental mapping, sensitivity training. Everything he says and does is vapid and prefabricated. He's just such a phony. And Kamala Harris kind of has that vibe to me too. I don't have the proof. I just have suspicions. You know, Joe Biden seems really mentally whacked, like a puppet. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not running things. There's no question about it. There's, there's just something off about him that he might have a, a handler. There's uh, uh, the celeb community. You know, that's that's the one that gets a lot of the attention. The, the right. hotbed. You know, that's what everybody focuses on because they're so weird. But but I think the celeb way. community is important to to comment on because a lot of the symbolism and a lot of that occult mind control symbolism is suffused through a lot of their culture, their clothing, their movies and stuff. I mean, it's bled over from the secret programs into Hollywood culture. Well, plus they're trying to do it. They're trying to uh, mind control the, the, the general population. Because they, they've got these uh, triggers that they know, you know, like the Disney and the Wizard of Oz and all, right. all these things have been part of the triggering that you, pr you probably start getting at the minute you start watching the Wizard of Oz when you're a little kid. But, you know, when, when I grew up in Kansas, it was beyond, it was tornado country and that would be on every year. I kind of wonder, you know, what, what did watching that do to me? <laughs> you know? It's incredible. The Wizard of Oz is really potent. Yeah. I mean, there's certain books supposedly used for this programming, and Wizard of Oz is one, Catcher in the Rye, um, all this other stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, then they've kind of gone, they have a highly suggestible person can be medicated with a drug cocktail to facilitate a psychic break. So that kind of goes back to you and Cameron. So they must be doing some kind of psychic break at some point. And then you can use drugs like scopamine, which can induce surrendering of willpower. You know, I, I personally think kind of think that scopamine might be used in some of these smiley face killing cases right. or something yep. like that, where you can yep. just... So, you know, those guys are not going somewhere of their own free will. Something's happening. Right. I agree. Uh, you got remote signaling could be made, can make somebody believe they're hearing the voice of God. Now, the voice of God, people laugh at that because that's the tinfoil hat thing. But I got news for you lags out there. A tinfoil hat does not protect you against the voice of God, voice to skull. And so that those are electromagnetic directed energy weapons. The older generation weapons are called masers, and they're continuous waves that are directed at large regions of the body, thermal heating, pins, and needles. After rising out of bed, the, the stomach, bladder, colon, legs are continuously wave masters. And the brain, the entire head and neck are, are pulsed with electric shock. And they can, they, since 2016, they have a new device, a laser, an optical razor, laser. And you, and you know that you know the technology is 20 hair, years ahead of what we even imagined. Definitely. No question. And so you get insomnia. And so the insomnia, you get the insomnia because the target gets the impression that he's being molested, sodomized, you know, nipples titillated, lasered in the right hip, right knee relentless torture tactic, hearing noises all the time. And, you know, what's amazing is that CNN did a whole program on this technology back in 1985. You can still wow. find it. Wow. CNN's come, gone a long ways from those days. But that was back in the days when there was actually some attempt to get to the bottom. And then one of Jesse Ventura's last shows on Conspiracy Theory involved people experiencing this microwave technology, including Voice to Skull, and he was really going down the rabbit hole. Then all of a sudden, that was the last show he ever did. And he's he's almost wow. been persona non grata ever since. Just boom. That, that, and that show never got on the air. Right. Here, here's your thing. They, mass shooting perps have common accounts of feeling mind controlled. Now, oh, one guy, Lochner, I think you mentioned. What's his name? Lochner. Jared Lochner. Yeah. Wow. That guy looked like he got his brain scrambled. Remember well, it's, it, it, it's yes, it, it's easy because the, the general public just thinks that they're crazy. So it's very, very easy to cover this stuff up. But there's a whole whole list of them. Let's see, I have a list of them yeah, here. I have all that list here, yeah. This is your voice of God one. This is where it gets really scary. Like, whoa. The Sarnoff brothers talk about uh, voices, hearing voices. The yeah, one man. of them was right. He said he was contacted by the voice of God. I think that was in one of your one of your articles. He literally said it. I mean, then you have an article about Jonestown. Can you talk a little bit about Jonestown? Uh, they just brought in a lot of drugs. Why? Why are you drugging these people so much? Why are you, you just around the clock? And then and 24-7, he, he, you know, Jones would be on the intercom preaching and propagandizing and mind-controlling these people, brainwashing them, just terrorizing them, constant terror, and getting them real fearful. 
And, you know, that's the Stockholm syndrome because a lot of those people were trapped down there and they, you know, they're they're really captives. And so they manipulated them into, uh, you know, those people didn't drink the Kool-Aid voluntarily. Yeah, I mean, I've heard rumors that they were all murdered. Most of them were murdered. They were intentionally covering up the evidence, but yeah. But they were doing all kinds of stuff. They were intentionally psychically driving them, threatening that, you know, he would do like run-throughs before the whole thing, the whole yes. end of it game. Like, oh, yeah, today's the yeah, day. Why? Yeah, why? He's just, just, he saying, trust me. Yeah, we'll do a run-through. Go ahead and pop. And oh, I see we were just playing with you. Didn't didn't really kill you, did it? And so a lot of the people thought, because they were suffering from the Stockholm Syndrome, that if we take it this time, it kind of reminds me of the, the booster shots for COVID. <laughs> All right. Well, dude, you want to talk about mind control? Holy smokes. Yeah, they're just, they're just that was the, Jonestown's a beta test. They're just testing the stuff, seeing what they can yeah. get away with. All right, and there and what this really guy Dwyer was a CIA asset too, right? Wasn't that right? Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot of stuff about Jonestown that is not right. Wow. Yeah, Tamerlane Sarnoff said he used the term majestic majestic mind control. So he was he was specifically referring to voice to skull or what's called V2K microwave audio technology that can project sound to the inner ear to give messages to a targeted individual. So that that's fairly recent. That sort of could be going on. Uh, Sirhan, yeah, he repeatedly claimed to have no memory of the shooting of Kennedy. In his testimony before the parole board, he recalled events before the shooting in some detail, such as going to shooting range, visiting the hotel, in search of a party, returning to the lobby after realizing he drank too many Tom Collins. He next claimed to have drunk coffee in a backstage area with a polka dot dressed woman to whom he was attracted and who may have been involved with a conspiracy to assassinate Kennedy. And I, th- I think that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has kind of come around to this theory. He's basically accused this uh, Filipino guy of uh, right. shot Shane oh, Eugene Caesar, Shane Eugene Caesar. Yeah, yeah. He's just come he, after after Caesar died in the Philippines. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said he did it, not Sirhan. Right. I think that the the Kennedy family. There was a cousin too who thinks that Sirhan Sirhan should be let out of jail. So. Yeah. The. Uh, yeah, they hip they hypnotize him in that one one clip, uh, and then what's what's with all the mass shootings and vehicular attacks? I have a, I have a chart showing mass shootings and vehicular attacks against random strangers hardly even occurred before 2013. Why is there an academic of that? I can't find any plausible explanation of why there'd be a 20-fold increase in mass shooter and vehicular attack events against random targets. Oh, where do these where did this all come from? Why and why do they go after low value targets and innocents when the previous eras they were high value ranking targets? It, it, it's a True. huge standard deviation. Yeah, it doesn't combine. And I think I think a lot of these are hoaxes, but they also are using patsies to set up. Yeah, I you know, there's some guy, yeah, yeah. They've they've 
uh, somebody I, I I don't really want to mention, but has said that since the 60s and 70s, their capacities to implement these programs have, have increased in power and strength. Like it's on steroids now. Like it's really bad what they can do now, much more so, which is in the 60s and 70s, what they can do is bad. So, um, well, they have yeah. the, they have the ability to just take over governments and take over your, the control of your society. I call them fifth columnists, and I think that's really going on in the United States. They've got these people installed everywhere because there's just I call it sub zeros, negative selection. There's so many people that aren't very meritous or decent people. You know, they, they, it's just never ending: liars, thieves, right. Uh, you know, the media is full of them. Yes. Where do, where do they come from? <laughs> Who are <Right>. these people? <laughs> right. Good question. Very good question. I mean, Can you say, uh, are you available to take a few questions? Can you talk more about Kaczynski and his kind of mind control? Do you know, like, uh, anything more in detail? He was well, just well, a farmer. Kaczynski was, you could see the... the the uh, presentation on Netflix, go to Netflix and watch that part because it covers it pretty clearly. I don't think that that was really a, that was so much of a slide because it's like, wow, you're, you're in that program. And next thing you know, later in life, you're being triggered by something, something sending you off and you're doing all this stuff. That's how I would describe that. Right. That makes he sense. Was he was severely traumatized. I think my understanding. Of that. And he was young. Yeah, he was young. He was only like 16. He was he was a real smart guy. And they put him into uh, Harvard early, and he's trusting. He kind of trusted these these uh, guys that were doing the experiment on him, and, and they broke him. They, basically, there's one scene in Netflix, the Netflix series, where they're they're slaughtering the guy. You know, they're just kind of making him feel like like shit. Yeah, you couldn't win. Like the whole the whole thing right. was to degrade you yeah yeah double bind yeah it's it's called double bind theory you're you know you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't that's a that's a method they use on on mass brainwashing you know the whole society right so true yeah you never can win it's like i think they're applying those principles through the mass media like you just know you're not gonna win so right um do you have do you know anything about the kubark counterintelligence interrogation method stuff no I, I don't know i've heard that name i've heard of curb kubark before but uh have you heard somebody asked something about hassan let's see are you familiar with steve hassan ask russ's opinion of steve hassan whenever you get the chance do you know who steve hassan is uh what's what what's he associated with i think he is kind of a cult deprogrammer analyst um he what does he write he wrote something about the trump syndrome or something like that i forgot steve hassan he's also he was an ex-mooney oh he's the guy that deprograms the moonies is that right yeah. Cult. he's kind of he rescues people from cults that's correct yeah i i mean i don't i don't want to judge the guy one way or another it's obviously something that needs to be done <laughs> Jeez, I mean. right well i think one of his books is combating mind control the number one best-selling guide to protection rescue and recovery from destructive cults and then his most best-selling one was the cult of trump a leading cult expert explains how the president uses mind control 
Yeah, I mean, and QAnon is definitely a mind control operation. Oh, no question. No question. Let's see. You know, my you know, my politics tends to lean towards that direction, but I mean, I can recognize I can re I can recognize the skullduggery. Oh yeah, yeah. No and, and that's what people have to get around. You know, you can't. Everybody's kind of caught up on this Hegelian dialectic: left, right, Republican, Democrat. Uh, that's how they play you too. That's another one of these double binds. Because you, th you think you're really supporting a, a party, when in reality you're supporting the party through this Hegelian dialectic. Right. And, yeah. they, and they all agree, the party agrees on just about every issue. When you really look at it, they agree on just about everything. Yeah, the true. Loot, you know, looting operations, the Federal Reserve, uh, you name it. They have a few what I call wedge issues. And one of the nastier wedge issues that are going on now that is really awful is this identity politics getting everybody worked up over that that's really evil stuff so this uh beth is asking what kind of defenses can you take to avoid this like microwave and these type of things do you know anything about that russ uh i have no idea i think if they target you your history the, the main the main thing to do is is wean yourself from mainstream media because that's where the attack is and a lot a lot of the entertainment is attack and i gotta tell you i'm 70 now and i was pretty much what i would call a pajama person until i was 62. i was curious about things i wasn't an easy person to fool but i didn't have a clue when i and when i came here when i came to prague eight years ago i weaned myself off of this stuff and man oh man did that changed me and i had a huge wake up about what was going on i became awoken and i became curious and started looking into things a lot more and a lot of it had to do with just getting out of the united states and getting away from the trash that's being given to you every day even the advertising oh it's all my control look at how look at how many pharmaceutical companies support fox news or some of these other that's blatant what's up that was blatant yeah it's off the charts you're basically being hammered with i mean 20 minutes out of the hour is pharmaceutical ads it's crazy you know that's what that's what 99% of the people listening are going to be subjected to you're not going to be probably targeted by this other stuff it's no it's mostly the uh, what i call stockholm syndrome fear fear porn uh, kind of terrorizing you know storytelling and I think uh, I think you have to just not be naive. A lot of these people who became victims of this mind control people at uh, People's Temple or some of these other groups, you know, there were people who avoided the Symbionese Liberation Army because they weren't naive. They were like, something's wrong here. Where did this guy come from? Why did he pop out of jail? How is he, you know, getting financed? And those people survived. They didn't end up in jail or dead. So. But most of those people, see, most of those people in Jonestown were in almost a helpless, hopeless, helpless situation, and they can do that to everybody. I mean, what what if they what if they had a blackout in the middle of a, of a storm? Right. I'm kind of worried and, about that here in Europe because there's just you know there's not enough ga uh, gas coming in. There's energy shortages, and they're going to run out. They're just going to run out, and then you got countries like France are closing down their nuclear plants in Germany. It's it's almost like there's some kind of a, a fifth column making these awful decisions. Oh, we got to get off of carbon. Okay, well, meanwhile, what happens when the whole country we get a blackout? 
lose all our power in the middle of winter, and then everybody's going to be helpless and hopeless, and then you've got a Jonestown scenario. Right. And it's interesting. You just said the hopelessness and helplessness. I'm positive that Jolly and West knew how to create that state of helplessness, hopelessness, uh, dread. So they would definitely do things to people, um, do things to people. That was it. Uh, I can answer this question, SC, but uh, I just did a study and I'll try to put an article together of what happened to at this whole Astro World um, concert that was, uh, I can't remember the guy's, Travis. Travis something. Travis Scott. Travis Travis Scott. Scott. Yeah. That thing was full of mind control. Wow. Off the charts. They had like a circle in the center that looks like one of your articles. They had all kinds of weird noises. Yeah. Uh, it was really off this chart. So those, so you got to watch out. There yeah, seemed to be some people being jabbed with something. There was, oh, uh, and, the, and, and Th- Thomas Scott didn't give a damn. Yeah, he didn't Travis give a damn. Didn't he, he, he just takes off and goes to an after party afterwards. Totally unaware. Yeah, he went to uh, Dave and Buster's and party. Had a good time yeah. with uh, Drake. You know, ten yeah, people so died. It, there were tons of people so injured. There it, were like three hundred people injured. And isn't it curious that he's connected with the Kardashians? <laughs> it's yeah, it's too much. These they know a lot. The Kardashians, I've seen them make those kind of occult hand signals and stuff. They know they're Hollywood man. They're Hollywood royalty. They know all the stuff. It's well, there's bad. a guy so, that yeah. put up a. Uh, the guy put up a five-hour video on YouTube that people should probably watch, or at least watch an hour or two of it, that goes through all these uh, Illuminati, Freemason hand signals. And you can't believe all people using it. It's like, yeah, really? It's you're, all, you're all using that same hand signal? So that's your, that, that's your, that's your mind-controlled minions. And a lot of these guys have known this stuff and a lot of the politicians know it too. So it's something that's just another component of this kind of new era we're entering into that people have to be, be conscious of cognizant. But you think it's, you think it's really a cult related, don't you? I think in part, I mean, I think it is a skill, but it's definitely occulted. I wouldn't say necessarily that everybody involved in this is like an occultist, although I think it was Esther Books who's like a 32nd degree Mason, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but the knowledge of this technique is definitely occulted. Um, it wouldn't have its power if people knew that people this could end up. Then people wouldn't trust some of these freaking shrinks. You wouldn't trust them at all. Well, see, part, part of the power of what they do is they get, I call it cartoon world. They get everybody believing in cartoon world. Yeah. And so you, you, you evaluate something like three buildings going down, two, you know, two planes hit the World Trade Center and three buildings go down. Well, you know, the problem is that if you accept that, you're kind of going into cartoon world. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and then they got you. And then they got you. And if you don't accept it, then you're ostracized. So you have a double bind. Yeah. And most people, most people, most people would rather uh, not not accept it. And then they've got you. And so the I- idea is to continually lie to you and present you these little scenarios that make no sense, that don't add up, that don't combine. And if you, if, if you look at them and you accept them as real, that's black magic. 
I think that's a good way to end it. Where's the best place for people to see your stuff, see your material? It's winterwatch.net, articles about every day, and there's other podcasts. I've done over 100 podcasts if you want to listen to some more. And th thanks for having me on. I've uh, always been a big fan of yours. Yeah, likewise. I mean, thanks for I got we got the audio working, so that's good, too. Yeah, so, I mean, once you kind of figure out StreamYard, it becomes easier. But you can do a lot more stuff on StreamYard where we could reference your articles and things like that that uh, – you know, in other places. So it's again, it's, and if people want to reach out to you, there's a contact information at winterwatch.net, correct? Correct. Contact. And, cool. and there's also comments in the, in the articles. You can join in there as well. Right. So people can interact with that. Again, thank you so much for your time. It's Russ Winter of winterwatch.net. We covered, uh, covered a lot of mind control stuff. So thanks so much for your time. Okay. I appreciate bye -bye, it. Bye-bye, William. Bye -bye. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there.